0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Put it in, let's go, let me let's see how I answer it. I wanna see how good I am.
2: You fucked half of the girls in Los Angeles. Olivia my other friends to name a few. Is Tana one of them?
1: Uh, Do you want me to answer that?
2: Yeah. Have you ever had sex with Tana? and welcome to another episode of too tired to be crazy on every thursday with me your host violet benson my special guest is harry jowzy you may know him as francesca farrago's on and off boyfriend <laughs> he got his fame from being a bad boy heartthrob on one of netflix's most watched shows during quarantine too hot to handle he has over 7 million followers on all of his social media platforms he is the top one percent on OnlyFans. And he has a charming, killer smile that will melt any girl's heart, including my best friends. You know the love was real because they even had a lawsuit against each other. So (laughs) it really worked out. That was
1: like so sweet until that point. I was like, wow, she really is nice. I am. But I'm I'm worried because I I know you're going to be sassy and attack me.
2: (laughs) No, actually, I'm not. You'll be surprised. So Harry and I, we actually have never met until recently. Yes. We met recently in Mexico.
1: Yeah. Uh, we did meet in Tilly for the first. I was actually nervous because Francesca's was like, oh, my friends want to come down. I was like, I'm not meeting any more of your stupid fucking friends. I was like, please keep them all away from me because like obviously the breakup was so horrible and I'm like, I don't even want to have their bad energy around. And then I met you guys and you guys were great.
2: Yeah. I don't even know why you would think that. I'm literally one of the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> Ask all your friends. They all thought it was really oh. nice.
1: <laughs> they loved you so much.
2: So, yeah, we met in Tulum. We ended up having so much fun together. It was really nice. Harry is really charming.
1: Oh, really? I thought I was so quiet to you guys because I was like nervous.
2: Oh, no, you're really nice. Because I'm
1: walking into like a, an army of people that don't like me.
2: I was I felt indifferent. Because when I mean, someone's like on and off, like I'm not going to hate that person because eventually first you hate the, the ex. I made those jokes, like even on my podcast with Francesca, how like it's really awkward because you talk shit about this guy like the whole year, you know? Oh, I hate him. I hate him. And then you have to meet him and you have to be like, hey, I heard so much about you. Like, it's so nice to finally meet you. you such a fan, you know?
1: Yeah. I know Frankie was getting like uh, worried as well because she's like, oh, your friends hate me. I was like, you're at the other side of the of the restaurant. No, like they're on the tables, like they're drunk. I was like, no one cares. Oh, she's like, should I go talk to them? I was like, yeah, come over and everyone hugged her. She was just paranoid. I was like, no, none of my friends care about any of this stuff. They're just going to be there when I cry myself to sleep. Okay. How about this situation?
2: Okay. So aside from Mexico, which we'll get into, if people wanted to get to know you, what, what's something the most people don't know about you?
1: Um, I have four half sisters and a brother.
2: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, I don't really like any of them. Apart from one, she just had a baby, which is so exciting. You
2: don't really like your siblings? No, not really.
1: Like we all, I grew up in like a very disjointed family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it wasn't like my four half sisters, my my dad is like a serial husband. So he's had a couple of wives. So he had them and then he had me and my brother. And then like we, as soon as we were like 14 or something, we went straight to boarding school. Oh. So, so my family's like all like scattered everywhere but then obviously when the show come out everyone wanted to be close again it's crazy so bizarre i was like the timing is, this is perfect i haven't seen you guys in forever but yeah i don't know i've got quite a big family and i grew up in rural australia so like right on where all the cows and stuff i was the beef capital of australia
2: wait so are you close with your mom
1: yeah yeah she's like my reason why i always say like i, I just what does do that it, mean like i do everything for her uh,
2: but your dad you guys are not that close no
1: no not really yeah I grew up like I love my dad and and I know he's like trying to be better but we just grew up with him just being crazy crazy alcoholic and then just like real recently when I was actually filming the show some really like bad stuff happened to the point where my family got like completely split up my my parents got divorced and like he disappeared and went on like this crazy like uh, hiatus and then come back and it was just it was just wild but I I like regardless of anything like that's my old man and I still love him so
2: Wait, your parents got divorced recently?
1: Yeah. Oh, like we filmed the show like two or three years ago, I think.
2: Then that's when they got divorced.
1: Yeah. Like right as I was on the show. So I was like freaking out. I was like, fuck, like I want to just make sure my, my old lady's okay and like check in on my mom. Uh, cause I know she's like gone through it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really difficult. Cause like while we we're filming the show, like I have all these emotions, like falling in love and like all this chaos and craziness going on. And then like, I wonder if I'll see this person again, but then also like freaking out and worrying about my dad being like really sick and my mom, like her mental health being okay. I was like, this is a bad place, but we got through it. We were thriving. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Growing up with your parents, did they ever fight in front of you guys or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. My dad used to beat my mom. Okay. But I grew up like in that situation where, you know, like there was a lot of like serious like heavy fights and stuff that would go on. I don't know. It's just kind of how, how things were when, when we were brought up. So I just, I think that's why I'm so like drawn to like taking care of my mom. Cause I know she really went through it to like make sure that me and my brother had a good life and that, uh, that she held the, you know, the marriage together till we were like of age to like take care of ourselves.
2: Do you feel like growing up with your parents and how they were that kind of, that's where you learn what love is?
1: No, no, you can't say that. I know you tried to say that on the phone the other day. Be like, oh, you show love. No.
2: No, I'm asking.
1: No, nah, not at all. I.
2: Or did it show you everything you don't want to be like?
1: Yeah, it showed me like, like seeing that type of damage, uh, mentally and, you know, seeing how, how my, how hard my family was trying like to keep their shit together and like keep the family together and tight. Just having like alcohol being the main component that just like tore everything apart and got people like violent and aggressive. Like it really showed me like, The person that I don't want to be, like when I moved to LA, like I started drinking heaps. I was like going out and I wasn't becoming myself. Like that's why I took like 140 day, 141 days, like sober at the start of the year until my birthday. That was the only time I've drank. And I was like, damn, like I really don't enjoy drinking. Like it really like actually like makes me feel like a little bit of trauma and like worried about stuff. Like I always get anxiety and I'm always like. Scared that I'll end up being like my dad if I keep drinking or, or whatever. So that's kind of like why I, I don't really enjoy it.
2: Are you scared that you have any similar characteristics to your father? or Like, do you ever get scared that you guys have anything in common?
1: Nah, I think my dad's got many like really, really good uh, characteristics. Like he's again, like my biggest idol when it comes to like business and his mind in that sense and how hard he hustled to get to where he has, where he is. Uh, but getting belligerently drunk and like beating the fuck out of my mom seeing that shit like makes me be like ultra sensitive to stuff like that. Like whenever I've been in like an argument with like any past relationship, like I always make sure that I take time to like make it seem like as least threatening as possible and like calm and in a situation where I'm not raising my voice. Cause that's the last thing I'd ever want to do is like make someone feel like threatened or like hurt by Uh, my actions or anything, especially, you know, being a woman, uh, that that shit would fucking tear me apart.
2: How come you're not close with your siblings? If you guys went through something like that together.
1: So my sisters kind of grew up before me. Um, So I'm the baby, the family. Um, And they, they dealt with it with their mom uh, and they went through it and it was kind of just like their mom. And then my mom was like separate. We'd always like see each other and stuff, but they were adults by the time we were like kind of growing up and they'd always like take care of us. Like they were great people. Uh, really good people, but just different interests. But me and my brother are just not close in the slightest. Like me and him, just again like different people. Like, but he he we grew up and I was like the the bad kid at school. Like I was always the one that was like getting kicked out of schools, or kicked out of all the schools in Australia. I had to go to school in a different country because I was that bad. And then my brother was like amazing grades, always was doing like in the musicals, like in like the the football team, like doing like really good things. And then like, I guess we just kind of like switched over when he went to, when we both went to university, like I realized like my goals and who I didn't want to be. And then he just kind of like got caught up in the party life.
2: Got it. That's really interesting. I feel like you should talk more about your family life.
1: It's bizarre because I guess people always forget that I'm a human and I've got like past and like actual like real shit happens because I guess like being like in the influencer space as well, everyone's like, oh my God, they've got it so good, like all this privilege and what not? and i've definitely had a very like blessed blessed life but also like dealing with serious like alcoholism uh watching my parents like go at it and and growing up in like that environment where it's like yeah like at one moment you're like asleep the next moment you're getting like dragged out of your bed and like yelled at or like seeing seeing your dad hit your brother in the head with a log or something like that like just the most yeah. bizarre stuff and then your brother and your dad having like a fist fight and then like, was mom hitting dad in the head with a pan or some shit like that. Like, it's crazy. But people have it way worse. I'm not like, it's not like a pity I mean,
2: me. I, I would say that's pretty traumatic. Like, that's pretty crazy.
1: It builds character.
2: I know. I feel like you're making a lot of jokes. You should probably figure that
1: out. <laughs> that's how I deal with it.
2: I know, but I mean, I have a friend that he went through that with, um, and I interviewed him on this podcast before too. And his father was alcoholic mm. and his dad will constantly like beat the shit out of him and, uh, beat his mom. And he said, like, by the time I'm 18, like, I'm going to leave this house and I will never speak to my father again. You know, I guess people just is, it was, that's what's interesting. You were talking about your father that you still respect him and like his business stuff. So.
1: Well, it's, it got to a point where I was at, when I was at university and uh we found out he had sources of liver so he was like dying so like okay like he's he's taking like painkillers and he's like drinking like too much at the the point where his like body's starting to collapse his like blood pressure's gone like crazy high and i remember being there and one of the guys that i was working with i was working at this little like alcohol store and one of the older guys i call him uncle buff because i'd always ask him about things i was like man like i'm I was like, fuck this piece of shit, human. Like, he's tearing my family apart. Like, my brother's resenting him. Like, my mom's unhappy. Like, I was getting so mad. I was like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. And he's like, man, you have to understand, like, you have to take a step away and realize that that's always going to be your dad. And no matter, like, the stuff that he says to you or, like, how he manipulates you or, like, attacks you or anything like that, you have to, like, separate that from, like, the person that you knew, like, growing up or growing up or, like, the person that showed you love and, like, understand it like, that's your old man. You only get one of them. And sometimes you just have to look past like all that bullshit, which has been difficult. But then again, like I realized that, you know, I could sit here and resent him. And then one day he, he won't be here. And I'll be like, you know what? Fuck. I really wish I had like one last chat with my dad or and just gave him a hug or, or re- realized that like, you know, it's maybe, maybe it's not really him going on in there. Maybe he's like got a brain damage from like the amount of alcohol or whatever's going on. But I don't know. I just look back and I'm like, fuck, like driving after like football training and like, getting a meat pie and like hanging out with my dad and like building sheds and like chopping, like learning chop down trees, like shit like that. Like that's good memories. And that's kind of just what I focus on for, for that stuff. But yeah, I don't think my brother or my, my sisters don't really talk to them. Actually, my brother does because they're suing my mom, but my sisters, my sister doesn't talk to him whatsoever.
2: Right. Well, everyone I think has different memories of growing yeah. up. Like my sister and I have completely different memories of my dad. Like I, quote unquote, has daddy issues. My sister doesn't. So we completely have different. That was actually that.
1: hilarious because Garrett and one of my friends, Zach, when we were in Tulum, was like, "That girl's definitely got daddy issues." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, you know, this daddy issues girl." I was like, "No, no, She's like I got a feeling she got daddy issues." And I thought they were making a joke until we got back to the villa, and they're just like, "She's definitely got daddy issues." <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah.
2: Well, my dad and I, um, uh, we didn't say, I love you or hugged hugged, like, you never touched me in a hugging way.
1: <laughs> you could, you could have worded that so much better.
2: <laughs> my dad and I never hugged. We never kissed or anything. And he didn't say, I love you until I was like 24. And it was only because one day I made that decision when I created daddy issues, something in my, in my brain. I, Cause I remember when I was young, I used to, one time I saw one of my friends like hug her dad she asked her dad for advice and she hugged him and then she's like thanks dad i love you and he walked away and i was looking at her like mortified and i was like you're kidding she goes what are you talking i'm like do you guys do this all the time and she's like what do you what do you mean yeah and i was like you just like hug him like for no reason she's like yeah and she's like do you not hug your dad i was like i mean like what if i hug him and he's like ew what are you doing
1: what so, so you never hugged your dad
2: not until i was like 24 Why? because we just didn't have that relationship. My dad had a father who was an alcoholic, was cheating on his mom all the time. And then he got beat up to death for being a Jew in Russia. When my dad was 17. He had the whole family go completely broke because he was an alcoholic too. So they they were like so poor, so broke in Russia. And like my dad swore to never be like his dad. So he, the way he would show me love was financially, like to take care of me, to make sure I go to school, so I have food on the table. Uh. Damn. But like he didn't grow up with that type of like physical love and that's the type of love that I needed. So he was showing me love differently. I needed a different type of love. So I we had a disconnect. But one day when I created daddy issues, I was just like, you know what? Like I realized like what you were saying is that. I'm not going to be resentful about the fact that I just didn't have that relationship growing up with my father. Cause I was like, Hey, he didn't know any better. Like he didn't grow up with that type of love. And I was like, what if tomorrow he's gone? So I love him and I want him to know I love him. So I'm going to start hugging him and I'm going to start telling him that I love him. And I don't care if he says it back because I know he, he feels it. So I started saying, I love you. And like, because of that, I changed my, the dynamic of my family, like completely, like we all hug each other all the time. Now we always say, I love you. And it's all because like, I made that decision.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's crazy. That must be a powerful moment though. Like when you finally did that.
2: It was cause now, cause now it feels like so easy, Yeah, you know, to get off the phone with my dad and to say, I love you and things like that. Um, obviously I never bring up the past cause I know my dad feels guilty that, But like, I understand he just had a different way of showing love. So that's why I obviously I can't compare to your situation of having an alcoholic parent because that part is hard because the person when they're on alcohol or drugs, like their number one love is the alcohol, the drugs. So that is completely like different and I can't relate, but I think it is very sweet and nice that you do try to remember your father in such a positive light.
1: I just also like look at it as like, it's a disease, right? So like alcoholism and like having that addiction is a disease and they can't, like he genuinely can't help it. Like we sent him to rehab twice the first time he escaped. That was like crazy. I was seeing, I remember one day when he came down to see me before he went in and he was like, all mopey like dragging his feet and like very slow and like yelling at people like on the street and i was like damn what the fuck is going on with you like this is not my old man like you're just you're like a zombie what the fuck's going on in there and then we took him to rehab and obviously it's hell like you're coming off absolutely everything like uh you know all the the painkillers everything he was coming off and then it like he was doing so well and then it like got to one point where one of my sisters come over and he's like, Oh, can I get a Panadol, which is like a ibuprofen? And it just like triggered all the tests, uh, at the rehab. And then just like, yeah, you, you can't, you can't stay here anymore. Like you went, cause apparently like there was like a component in that. And then he went home and he's like, he made everyone believe like he was fine, all this stuff. And then we like would walk out in the and into the barn, like where all the hay is and he'd just be like passed out and be like 9 a.m. And he had like a bottle of vodka. And I was like, Okay. Well, he's not safe. And then we sent him back again and he didn't even make it out of the hospital. Like he, he made a friend with someone there in hospital and he just escaped and went to the beach and got drunk Jesus. for like a week.
2: Well, I'm really happy for your mom that she eventually finally left him.
1: Yeah, she deserves it. She deserves all the happiness in the world. Like I'm trying to send her to Italy and just get her like a young Italian stud that would just blow her back out. Like that's what I really want. <laughs> blow
2: for, her back yeah, out. Yeah,
1: like I just, I want her to have like an Italian stallion that's just going to really just fuck her shit up.
2: Okay, you guys are that
1: close. Yeah, yeah.
2: Perfect. Yo, man, don't forget to blow my mom's back out.
1: <laughs> Legit- I asked all my friends. I was like, "Would you fuck my mom?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> you remember Jacob? He was at. He was living at my farmhouse. I was like, "Bro, like, if you need to, like, just take, take care of business." Like, I was like, "Mom needs it more than you." <laughs> well,
2: that is so funny. Make it
1: feel alive. But yeah, she, she's amazing. She just did a little horse show and she won a whole bunch of ribbons with her horses. So that was really cool. That's
2: really sweet. I feel so much closer to you after this uh, conversation.
1: So, uh, when do we get to the juicy shit? you start roasting me.
2: Let's start talking about dating and relationships and things like that.
1: My favorite topic.
2: So, do you believe in soulmates? Yes. You do. Do you believe in just one or a few? There's a few.
1: I feel like you can definitely have a few for sure. Like I feel like that to pigeonhole. I just also like I see that like you can definitely have one love and a relationship and be like this is my soulmate forever and be completely content, but then realize that. Maybe you're not that person's soulmate. I don't know. I feel like you can definitely have more than one. I don't know where I was going with that. but No,
2: but I know what you mean. I agree. I believe that like your soulmates can also be like your family members and your friends. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually came up with that one time when um I was friends with these three kids and their mother passed away from cancer. And to make them feel better, I told them that, you know, I believe that your family members and your friends and loved ones can be your soulmates. So it means like you're going to see your mom again the next lifetime because it's one of yeah. your soulmates. So she's not, Damn. you know, cause it's just to make them feel better. And then I, I started to believe that too. So I believe that like, even if it like you're dating somebody and let's say you just feel like some attachment to that person, you're like, you know, when I was getting over my last relationship, I was like, maybe in the next lifetime, we're going to be together. It's meant to work on the next lifetime. Just That's not in this one. That's what
1: to Frankie on my little goodbye note when we first broke up. I, had, I wrote her a letter. Yeah. Uh, I was like, if it's not in this lifetime, I know it'll be in the next for sure.
2: That's really sweet. You are really charming. Do not do that to me. I am team Francesca.
1: I even have like a, a, a save in my phone of the note that I sent out. It was like a handwritten and Aww. it took me three times to send it and to her. And she it. like burned First it. it. Yeah, she really did. Yeah. Has like my hair, like did like a full ritual. Like take the devil back.
2: <laughs> um, do you believe Francesca is one of your soulmates?
1: Um, yeah. I, I genuinely think that like when I met her, everything kind of made sense the reason why i say like i feel like she is is because like the whole past year and i was explaining this to her and she said the same but i'm not sure if it was true maybe she's just trying to be like okay harry shut up but whenever something big or bad would happen with us for a week i would feel it in my stomach and then the day the day that something bad was about to happen or the day that i knew that something was going to happen with her i would just compl- like i would feel so sick and i'm like damn how am I so connected to this human, and I'd not even talking to her like for a whole week i was one of my episodes was Shan Booty, or oh, it was like super early on. I was telling her I was like damn like i don 't know what's going on, like I can feel something's wrong with Francesca and the day I dropped that that episode, some shit went down i don 't know some like legit drama went down with her and one of her old friends I don 't want to get into it, but that shit got down, and then I was like a little bit involved, and I was like, okay, well now I know like that I'm connected to this person, and then the oh, wait,
2: you felt so connected to her and then you went on this, you defended the friend who was talking shit about Francesca.
1: Okay. Well, I was also angry at her.
2: So yeah, that's really sweet. You felt a gut in your stomach that something bad was going to happen for Francesca. And then something bad did happen. And because she's your soulmate and you felt it, you still went on defending the other person <laughs> that was going off against her. But you're like, but babe, it doesn't matter. Cause privately, oh. privately, I was thinking about you privately.
1: <laughs> that wasn't from the recent shit, but it's like, I, I, what i was getting at is, you were still mad yeah well i was still very pissed like the situation was very like sticky but what i was getting at is like when there's stuff that happens with her like when there's like a big milestone or like the day uh like when it was a year anniversary of the show like i felt it for like a week and then i'm like damn maybe something's going and then for that whole week it was like for some i'd wake up and the first thought would be like is francesca okay like what's going on with francesca and that was in my head and i was like okay well Maybe like I'm just way too in tune with this human and maybe she is my soulmate. I don't know. But that that was kind of my justification on it.
2: What would you say some of your fears are that you have when it comes to relationships or during dating?
1: Um, being cheated on, lack of communication and someone that is not willing to change.
2: Those are your fears. Yeah. So what would you do if you were dating somebody that had some of those things?
1: I'd try and help like in a constructive way to move uh, in a better direction.
2: Uh yeah. Like some of my fears are, I like hate getting too close to people, so I, I tend to like not start drama, but like I'll, I'll like so I'll end it, like I'll self sabotage, or like I end it with somebody right away before like they'll end it with me.
1: Really. That's so sad.
2: That is really sad. I used to
1: do that, but then I'm like, ugh, come on.
2: I hate that. It's a bad habit. Sometimes I think I'm not doing did it. Did someone but then,
1: like really fuck your shit up? Is that what happened?
2: One time I got in an argument with my sister and I did the same thing. Don't, you know what? I'm done. Don't speak to me. My sister's like, V, you have to communicate because I won't communicate. I just like don't want to talk about it. And then I just need space. And she's like, who hurt you? <laughs> yeah. Someone, did
1: someone seriously? Cause that's what I was thinking when we went to live. I was like, someone is like come in and like fucked her like sister or something and like broke her heart like is that what happened
2: with me yeah, exactly. okay what is happening with you and your friends that you all think
1: we're trying to figure you out
2: <laughs> I thought it was so nice to you and your friends Yeah, no, you
1: were great <laughs> put it in let's go let me let's see how i answer it i want to see how good i am
0: you fucked half of the girls
2: in los angeles olivia my other friends to name a few is tana one of them
1: Uh, do you want me to answer that
2: yeah have you ever had sex with tana
1: i've never done anything with tana
2: why do you guys insinuate like you you have is it for clout and like views
1: okay the craziest thing is is what we've realized is that like people like love to speculate i think that's why it's so funny is like every time you always see if you post with another dude, you post with another chick, like people are like, Oh my God, they're fucking like doing this and that. Me and Tana have like such a similar, like chaotic and crazy like personality that like we'll just like film videos together and people just can't like put a label on it. So they just, they don't understand it and they just speculate. So I th- it's just more so. It's just like a, a funny thing. Cause like I enjoy like hanging out with her cause she's like got my back and she's like a good human.
2: I don't um, know her. I don't know her, so I can't judge. I'm not judging. I literally don't know her. She's crazy
1: online, but in person, like, it, yeah. she's all business and she's a very smart person. So when when, when we just started filming TikToks, like, it, it just started running up numbers. So it was just like, okay, well, I, I'm i your friend and I enjoy hanging out with you. And by the way, the whole time that I've been like her best friend or like close to her, she's been sleeping with like guys with like face tattoos and stuff. Like, I'm, our, our types are completely different. Yeah. Okay. Plus, she tells me when she goes to take a shit, like, that's like the friendship level we're on. Like, when you're like, hey, I'm just gonna go do a poo. And I'm like, okay, enjoy. you do not like that with any of your friends? You're not comfortable enough with them.
2: I just, I wasn't raised like that. It's like, we're just a little different. <laughs> Question Why did you let Francesca down again? Or do you think she's overreacting?
1: Um, I feel like that was just such a shit like, comment to say that I let her down. Like, we spoke on the phone about this whole situation, and I've done what I can. Like, I, I've I, honestly, I feel like I definitely. They didn't let her down. I feel like...
2: Do you think she's overreacting?
1: No, I'm not going to say that because I know she'll get angry. I just, I personally think that she was upset. I realized that. I acknowledged it. I took a step back. I apologized. I reversed everything I did. What I've come to realize is that we still ha- we haven't spoken or we haven't really been close in a year. So the situation is like super sensitive and I should have been a little bit more aware and a little bit more cautious of like what I'm posting or who I'm like hanging out with or what's going on because I know... I, I should have known that like then it's like she's gonna be like upset about it.
2: Okay, for those who don't understand what he's talking about, because you are being very vague, what is Francesca upset about?
1: I posted a TikTok with Tana at dinner, and she was upset about it.
2: And then Tana posted some TikTok trashing her.
1: Well, okay. Do
2: you understand how it can be? It can be a little hard to handle when I'm supposed to be the person you love, but then you allow your friends to attack me publicly. Like it's embarrassing.
1: Here's the thing. The situation, I've been doing my best to address it privately and as respectfully as possible because end of the day, I'm friends with Tana and me and Francesca at this current moment are friends. Like that's what we're trying to figure out. I love her to bit, and what she's asked me to do, I've done. I've done everything I can. Then obviously I told her, Tana to delete what was going on, called her and from my understanding, it was going to be taken down is what I got told. And then obviously it went a different direction. And I explained to Francesca, I was like, look, we're different people. Yeah. And like, I can't go out here like barking orders and like trying to do things. I understand that it's like Tanner's coming out publicly. And I'm just trying to do my best to make sure that like everyone's happy. And it's, it's like a terrible situation because like I'm the messenger and I'm just getting shot. Like I'm getting shot at
2: when we were talking you and I were talking you were like when we got on the phone because then I tried to be the mediator between you two and that's not really my thing and you were like I had so much fun in Mexico I was ready to to get a ring for her blah blah if that is actually your person like your person then as an adult as a person that really looks at that person like oh that's gonna be my soulmate or I'm gonna be with this person potentially for the rest of my life like that means you have to put them first. And yeah, even absolutely. if you love your friends, if your friends really had your best interests, they wouldn't try to get in between your relationship. If I was your friend, like why would I try to sabotage your relationship? So it, to me, it seems it seems a little odd. Again, I don't know, Tana, and I have nothing bad to say about her because again, not my fight at all. But as a, somebody looking from the outside, it does feel a little odd yeah. because at what point do you say, you know what, it's not... I'm not going to go for the clout stuff because I actually do love this person. I want to make them happy. And if you see the person that you love is in pain from it, like is embarrassed, is in pain, is continuously asking you, just don't embarrass me publicly. And then you still allow something like that. How can you continue to being friends with that person?
1: I think that it's silly and naive to say that, okay, I'm doing nothing about it. And just because I'm not posting an Instagram story saying, Tana, you're a bad person, take it down. I don't think that that is a constructive way to go about it. The whole time that me and Francesca broke up, everything was public. We were attacking each other public. She would drop a comment here. I'd I'd react and drop a comment there. She'd react to me dropping a comment. And it would just like build and build and build to a point where it was like completely toxic and disgusting. And that's why everyone's like, oh my God, our favorite toxic couples back." Like, And that's what we're known at because we didn't know how to deal with the situation. And every time we deal with it, it would be in the public light what I found is when other people's opinions and when other people get involved and put their time and energy into something, it gets foggy, it gets wrong, and it gets ugly, right? I only, end of the day, I only care what Francesca, Then this is what I said on the phone, I only care about what Francesca thinks and how she feels. I don't want to post on my story, get my fan pages involved, or like go and like, like, okay, you need to go attack this person now because it's not about that. It's this is a real life situation where I really fucking care about this person and I really want her to understand that. Like, okay, I if like I'm not doing it for my Instagram, I'm not doing it for TikTok, I'm not doing it for views or anything like that. Like, I realized I, I made a mistake by posting it, that TikTok with Frances, I mean with with Tana. I understood that. I was like, okay, I reversed it right away. The reason why the breakup was so bad before is because it was all public and disgusting, and that's what I'm trying to not do it at the moment. I really love and care for her. And when our relationship was the happiest is when it was private. And that's what I realized this whole last year, all I've had is time to reflect on how to be better and how to be a better boyfriend, how to be a better guy and how to be a better man for, for her. That's all I've done like this past year is like, okay, how can I move in situations where it's going to be beneficial and make her life better? Like that's my When I'm with someone, that's my entire goal. That's my purpose. So when this stuff started to happen, I'm like, okay, well, the biggest mistake I made last time was getting involved and in a public light and making this ugly. I don't want to do that. And if there's a way that I can resolve it offline and privately with my friends or people that I call my friends, then that's what I want to do. So that's what the way I've been going about it. And I personally don't think that it's that big of a deal that I need to be like, call out uh tana or call out francesca and say these are your wrongdoings because no one's perfect like i'm still just trying to figure it out i'm and i'm just want to make her life happy and like make it good but i just yeah i just personally don't think that me getting in the middle of it when i'm already fighting a fire like offline is is gonna benefit it like if i okay like i put on my story and like maybe do a post about it or do a youtube video or do a podcast about it I'm kind of doing it now, but I just feel like it's just just (laughs) going to get like people's like uh, public opinion. And it it just it doesn't go anywhere.
2: But you said, I made the mistake of making things public and it should have been private next time. Then why did you do the whole thing? Like when you and Francesca started talking again, like why did you make it so public instead of trying to do it privately first to figure out like how you guys feel about each other?
1: When I was talking to her, uh, when I went to Cancun to see her, I didn't post a single story. No one knew that I was going to be there. My friends didn't know until the morning of. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Cancun to see Frankie because I didn't want anyone to know. I wanted to be completely top secret. I was on the plane. I had a hoodie on. I had a mask on. I didn't want anyone to know that I was going. So by the time I got to Cancun, it was like, okay, I'm back with my best friend. We were staying in a hotel like away from her friends and we were just trying to figure out our shit. The reason why it got public was because there was a fucking paparazzi at outside our the restaurant they were waiting at. They were hiding in a bush and they got. I didn't know where we were going. And we pulled up to this restaurant. we were waiting outside, waiting in line because we're normal people and this paparazzi like got us. Yeah. And, and then that Monday, TMZ like, you know, it got released and stuff like that. Well, I, I don't know if it was Monday, but it was later on in the week. And already that next week, I was going back to Mexico for my birthday when I was going to meet you guys. So I asked Francesca, I was like, well, it's kind of public now that we're like hanging out. And like I, you know, joked about it in my podcast, like coming back. We're, we're already taking photos and stuff for like memory's sake. And, end of the day like i would rather the world know that like i'm trying my absolute best for this person again than like try and like like have people think that my dms are open or that people think that they can come like try and like talk to me and stuff when i was with friend like when i'm with francesca like i'm so, so about this person like like this is everything and that's why when i when it comes like to tulum and my birthday and i posted a photo i was like because like i really just No one really matters. Like no one else really matters. So like any girls that have been in my DMs or thought about it just won't go in now because they think like, okay, he's like completely off the market. So it was like half the reason why I did it. Because I'm like, I also want Francesca to be like, okay, Harry's serious. Like he's posting me and he doesn't give a fuck about other girls or like Instagram models or whoever.
2: Yeah, this is so, I feel like even confusing to me because I talked to both of you and it's like, it's, it is confusing because it seems like you guys both really love each other but you seem to have two different arguments. And I think that is the biggest problem. She's arguing for what she needs from you. And then you're arguing for what you need from her. And I feel like that's where there's a weird miscommunication. Cause it's like, well, you both love each other. So then it's like, then what's the problem? But then it seems like.
1: The, the issue, the issue is uh, with Frankie is whenever I need to hear like what I need to like what I've done wrong, like with this recent situation, she would be stubborn and she just won't talk to me. And that drives me insane. Cause I'm like, to see me as like a dog. You, when they do something bad, you go, bad dog. Don't do that. Like, that's what I need to hear. I need to be like. Hey.
2: She's not a communicator.
1: She's terrible communicator.
2: Wait, this is what was funny. And I even told Francesca and I couldn't stop laughing about it. I was thinking about it. When you and I were on the phone talking about it, Harry was like, sometimes it's like, I don't know what Francesca's thinking. And then Francesca will look at me and she'll be like, I just feel like you can read my mind. I just feel like you know exactly what I'm thinking. And Harry was like, but babe, I can't. Like, please, <laughs> babe, please communicate. Like, I don't know what you're thinking, please. And it just cracks me up because girls are always like, I just feel like you know what I'm thinking. And the guy's are like, no, I can't. It's
0: so
1: bad. Like, every time we were together, she's like, I really feel like you could just read my mind we're like the same person. I was like, I'm not. Like, I don't, I legitimately don't know what's going on. You have to tell me, like, you have to be so transparent. She's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> Like, we got this far. I'm like, no, like, we can't keep going if you didn't tell me. Like, That's been our biggest, like, uh struggle as well. And also, like, to the people listening, if you're, like, seeing someone and things are starting to go the right way, just find out what the fuck their love languages are. First step. Like, find out what their love language is and then move from there. Like, the, that's the biggest thing that we've struggled with. Even in Tulum, she's... Frances is like, I just feel like you don't care. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm telling you I love you. I'm holding you. I'm touching you. I'm kissing you. I was like, well, words of affirmation and physical touch aren't your love languages that's not how you feel love so tell me how you feel love and she's like i i don't want to talk about it i'm like come on like she's like you could, you'll figure it out i'm like she, she also says, she's like if you
2: if you care about me then then you know what you have to do <laughs> that's what she,
1: she'd say to me she's like legit she's just like well i i saw this tiktok one time where it said if you have to change someone then another person for you i was like no, no that's not the case i was like everyone changes but the thing is you just need to change together Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. (laughs) So do you know what you need to do?
1: Me? Yeah. Not post TikToks with people she doesn't like. No,
2: I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) So no.
1: I haven't found her love language yet. She hasn't told me.
2: Honestly, be honest. Not that anyone would ever tell you to end a friendship. But if, if you had a relationship with someone else that was supposedly one of the reasons that was holding back your relationship with Francesca, would you let that person go?
1: Yeah, I'd have to. But also, I feel like... If you are in a relationship where it gets to a point where you have to cut off all your friends or cut off people, then it's it's unhealthy. Like you have to have uh, a support net where you can vent to or you can talk to and get your thoughts and feelings out so you feel better and you don't bottle up and explode. Like I understand that. Like yes, there's definitely some relationships that deserve to be ended.
2: I mean, I'm not saying Francesca's innocent. She has her flaws as well. So it seems like it seems like you guys sometimes just hurt each other, not even on purpose.
1: Well, I just think that like. And this is what I said to her. Do you
2: think you're drawn to chaos?
1: No, it finds me.
0: (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: This is what I said to her on the phone. I was like, you have to understand that in a relationship, two people matter. The, the people that are in the relationship, not the people outside of it. If it's outside of your control, you shouldn't worry about it because that's where you're going to get depressed and it's going to ruin your happiness. And you're just going to be so confused and like upset and worried if it's inside your control, if it's in the relationship, if it's one of the two people in it, then like, okay, you need to look at that problem as a team and work past it, like a little speed bump instead of like letting that speed bump get in between you and like letting it separate. That stuff, I was annoyed because it was, you know, like the situation with her friend posting. That's annoying, but also like, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, like I only care about what happens with her and if she, how she treats me.
2: Do you think there's like a pattern, the type of people that you date?
1: Um, no, I, I like to say I'm attracted to energy. Like I'm really attracted to someone's like energy and, and their vibe that they bring. Yeah, maybe a little bit chaotic. Like I feel like a little bit of toxic fun as well. Keeps you on your toes.
2: Do you think you're addicted to highs and lows?
1: These are good questions. Did you think about this?
2: Yeah, I write them myself. This is what a real podcaster is like.
1: Damn, I just, I just go off the top of my head.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, get ready for tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Um, I think highs and lows are, are definitely necessary because you need one to know the other. Cause you like, if you don't have highs, you don't know if you have lows. And if you don't have lows, you don't know if you have highs. So
2: that's actually one of the definitions of a toxic relationship. Did you know that? Having highs and lows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that crazy. You would have thought
2: that's so crazy what is your definition of love
1: I don't know. I don't really know how to define it uh, I just personally from the from my personal experience is when that person's happiness becomes like your sole purpose or like your that's a bit crazy when you just can't see waking up without that person I feel like that's
2: that's sweet yeah
1: at that point is when you're like damn like this is this is love
2: do you think your definition of love has changed over the years
1: um no not at all because I I, I I guess once i once i met francesco i actually had a like a meaning for it and i was like oh damn like this is actually what shit's like like this is actually how you should feel with someone so i think that like i've kind of just like let that be the the standard or like the our love is
2: do you believe that you deserve love do you believe that you deserve to be loved no why not
1: no nah, i do for sure i feel like everyone deserves to feel love like and and be loved like that there's no bit of like feeling like that shit is I don't know like everything like once you have that feeling and like you know love and passion for someone and
2: do you feel like you're always chasing love versus just
1: having it? Where are you going with this? This is going to be another question where we're going to get roasted. No. I think I was chasing it for the longest time. Like after me and Frankie broke up and I realized that like that was what I needed like having that person and not being a complete man whore. I was like, you know what? I need to have that person. So I started like getting like really aggressive. I was like, yo, like I need to like fall in love. Like I need to get back to that. And I was like doing everything I could. And like any person that would show me like interest, I'd be like, cool. Like this is it. I can imagine like being with her for a while. And I was like super toxic and unhealthy. So I realized that like once you go like searching and hunting for stuff or like hunting for love, like it's not going to come for you. So the best thing that I did was like fall in love with myself. Wow, that was deep. That was so deep.
2: Yeah, it was really deep. Good job. Pound myself. So good. So you finally realized to fall in love with yourself. Yeah. Was that this year or I mean last year, 2020?
1: Uh, yeah, it was last year when I was going through it.
2: That's good. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my questions because I was wondering if you're constantly seeking love in other people and base your worth on that.
1: No, no, I, I think it's it 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 took me some time to to really be comfortable in my own skin and be like, damn, like I'm really in this bitch. Like I I have to love being alone. I have to love like spending time by myself I have to love like working out and trying to improve myself and like doing this stuff for me and 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 spoiling myself like it took me a while because I was so focused on like how can I make other people's lives better or like you know give them love and I, I guess I'd never really like never really like found myself like that attractive or like confident or anything like that now I, like once I started loving myself like my confidence come up and everything's been been amazing
2: Can you give some people advice on how they can people that are struggling with finding themselves or struggling with loving themselves on how you were able to finally get there?
1: Yeah, I uh, I think the the biggest thing for me is I I was just looking at my daily habits. I'm like, what am I doing to improve myself? Like, what am I doing to like improve my mind? Like, what am I doing to make? myself a better person and how do I do that for me like I was so focused on like when I was in a relationship like I'm trying to be the best version of me for you that's what I always say to like Frankie I'm "I'm trying to be the best me for you and then I realized like after that like once we broke up like I didn't really have much of a drive to do anything or like like when we were together I was like damn like I need to start this business I need to do this and I was like so hungry and ambitious and then when it was all over I was like kind of like sad and hollow and like sitting sitting down, like feeling sorry for myself. Cause I was like, damn, like this person was like everything that I wanted and I was trying to build a life for that person. So it was, so it was best for them. But I guess, yeah, once I really just took a step back and like, realized, that like fuck like one day you just won't be here. Like, like imagine that like one day, like the lights are going to be off and you will not be in this flesh vehicle. You'll be in a different dimension or whatever's going on. You will not, be like walking around living breathing like hugging your friends and family like for me that was enough i was like damn like i need to be in a body and i need to be a person that like i'm gonna look in the mirror i'm like fuck that dude's sick like i'm gonna like go into a room and like make sure that like i leave the room like being a high vibration and energy that like when people leave the room they're like damn that's a really good dude so i started like like getting in my own head like i really I, i flew to have you been to sedona it's like a energy vortex and it like, it really like took me. It was bizarre. Like you don't know what's going on until you leave, like type of situation. Like you're there. Like, uh, it was when all the bad shit was, was going down last year and I just had to get away. Like I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not running away from my problems, but in this city, it was such a bubble and you know, I'd walk out and someone would say something about Francesca or someone would leave a nasty comment. And I was just like in my own head. And the best thing that I did was I turned my phone off. I went outside. I went and sat in nature and I went to a different city or a different place. And I really just sat down. I was like, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Like what, what type of man and, and impact do I want to leave? And what's my legacy? Like how do I do that? And then once I got in my own head about like my goals and, and pursuing it, I just started training. Like a, the hardest part is like when you want to get fit or when you want to get um and be a better person the hardest part is just starting like if you really really want to like improve your body and your mind like you just do it like day at a time like okay cool maybe today i'll read a book or like i mean read one page in a book and then maybe i'm just gonna go to the gym but i'm not gonna work out i'm just gonna sit on the treadmill at least you started then you're one percent better than you were yesterday and you go again like you don't need to go like hard out but it just takes like those baby steps. I think it's like 21. You have to do something 21 times before it's like a uh, oh, really? repetition or like an addiction or something. I don't know that's the right word. Well,
2: Actually, research shows that uh, if you do the same thing over and over again, at least the first seven days, then it can also already start to become a habit.
1: Yeah, that's what make it a habit. Yeah.
2: You got to create good habits. So that's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was also being mindful of like what I was putting in my body. Like I was just really focusing on like what I can do like day in, day out to just be be the best version of myself. Like the, for me, I just have to sit in the sun. I have to be by the beach and I have to feel the energy and like just breathe and just, yeah. and then just put my energy into that. But the biggest thing was just putting my phone away and, and getting off the internet.
2: That's nice. That was a really good comment. I like it. Well, it seems like you've really been trying to work on yourself. So hopefully like
1: I'm still a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. If you can give advice to the, your younger self, about love and would you tell him
1: damn for love would be to just don't be so hung up and just go with the flow like just understand that things come and go and if it's meant to be it will come back if it's like that's that's my biggest thing is i remember when we broke up the first time and i was sitting there just like tossing and turning like not sleeping like running around like in my mind like i need to like fly to america i need to go find her i need to just show up and just be there and give her energy but i was like I think once I, I flipped over my head, I'm like, look, like everyone is connected. Like everyone, there's like real little vibrations and there's so much stuff going on. If it's meant to be, it will come back. So I think the thing is like, if you love them, let them go.
2: If you love them, let them go. If they come back, it's because they couldn't find anyone better. So it's still let them
1: go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the word for word. Say who, who said that? Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, my guy. <laughs>
2: If you can give your younger Harry advice on how to loving yourself, what would you tell him?
1: Just realize like, yo, like you're fucking in this bitch. Like you are you like forever. Like what, what the fuck? Like don't sit around and be sad and be like, damn, I hate me. If you hate anything about yourself, it's just snap of the fingers. You can change it. Just, ch- it's just a change of mindset. It's all it was. Like I, I remember being skinny fat. When I was on the show, like I was a small, I was a skinny and scrawny. I was like, damn, like, Oh I'm not, I'm not built like this guy. Oh, he's got like bigger arms and shoulders. I'm like, damn, fuck me, man. Like I'm exactly where I need to be. Uh, if I want to get like that, I just need to keep moving forward. So just realize that like, you only have one shot, like you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're only going to get that day once. It's not going to come back again. So you may as well just live it with love and, and peace in your heart and you're going to have a better time.
2: I agree. I think it's so important to just change your mindset. Obviously it takes time, but it starts with small little habits, just like you was talking about. Like, and I've talked about it in the podcast before, like small good habits. So like, let's say if every morning you wake up and you look at social media and it makes you angry, then that's like that small little habit that you can change where you wake up in the first hour, you meditate or like you hang out with your cat or you masturbate. It's really good for you. So things like that. And like after a couple of days, like seven days specifically, your brain starts to reprogram. And then you suddenly start eating better or like then the next step. And I agree. I feel like that is one thing I don't do. Eat healthy. And I feel like what you put in your body is very important. Like when you eat junk food, it's like you feel heavier and you feel more down and greasy and gross versus if you eat healthy the whole What's day. What's your you energy you like. source, right? Completely. I wish I was better with that. I'm really bad with that.
1: But also, like the another like the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, if you're ever feeling sad and you wake up and feel sad, put your music on as loud as you can and just dance for 20 seconds. You have no idea like how powerful it is just to move your body. Like I, I swear, Wait, to that's
2: God. so true. I dance in the morning.
1: Yeah, I swear to God, you'll feel so much better.
2: It just feels so nice and so fun to just be silly and you dance silly. And actually, my favorite thing to do for myself. I don't know how to explain, it, but when I'm kind to other people and when I give advice to someone else or when I sit and listen to someone else, it helps me refall fall in love with myself. So as much as people always say like, Ovi, you're such a good person that you care, blah, blah. I'm like, actually, I feel like it's kind of selfish of me sometimes, too, because when I give someone advice and I feel like they feel better, I refall fall in love with myself because I get to watch myself from the outside and be a kind person it reminds me that I have a good heart. And I'm like, oh,
1: damn, I'm going to call you anytime I'm upset now.
2: A hundred percent, you should. I love doing it. It makes me feel good. (laughs)
1: You can be me and Francesca's little counselor. You can be like... (laughs) What? You can be our little counselor.
2: Then I'll kill myself. (laughs) That's a little much. That was like a lot. Wait, is Francesca your longest relationship?
1: Yeah, I don't even know how long we've been together, but it's been like on and off like, what, three years?
2: Where do you see this going between you and Francesca?
1: I just think that with being her, there's a lot of things that I need as a man and as someone that's, you know, been through some like pretty hectic relationships. Now I understand what I need in a partner and a best friend. And I think that she also needs a lot. Like she has to be able to tell me exactly what she needs and it has to be, she has to be open to, for change as well. Like I think that's the the biggest thing is we both have to like, I remember she was texting me and she was like, She's like, I, I'm just afraid to open up and be hurt again. And I was like, you think my intention and you think like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm getting, I'm trying to get close to you to just be like, Hey, guess what? Woo. It's over. Ah, how do you feel?
0: Like, yeah,
1: that's how I was, I was like, look, like I, I also was hurt. And I think like we we both was, it was equally as bad. Like not one of us was like, neither of us was like the good person. And we both did yeah. some shitty, horrible things to each other. And I think like, I've seen a lot of like positive change in her. And I, I'd, I'd like to say that she's seen the same in me because I guess that's why it's been, like, so passionate this time around.
2: She did say sex with you was really good.
1: Oh, bless. Thank you. Thank you so like,
2: much. She's like, it was so, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's my ex, but it was, like, and or maybe because I haven't had sex in a long time with a man. But, like, it was, like, wow.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope you keep that in.
2: <laughs> that's crazy that you say all that because then it's hard for me to understand. It's, like, you guys have it so good and then, the first time you guys hung out, then you suddenly went on your podcast and you talked about like fucking girls or whatever. And she was like, what? And then like, again, you guys hang out again. And then suddenly you do a random TikTok with uh, Tana and you're just like, oh, after you hang out with your ex and suddenly, or whatever it was, it didn't make sense. It's kind of like, fuck, like, like, why? All Francesca really wants from you is to not embarrass her publicly because it's embarrassing and I understand where she's coming from. I think if you're able to do that, then I think she'll be able to do whatever you need from her, like communicate more. Because again, I I agree with you. It's not just you. It's her as well.
1: Okay. First off, we haven't spoken in a year, right? I haven't spoken to this person in a year. And then suddenly we're back on and like, I need to just halt exactly how I talk on my podcast and halt hanging out with people and like cancel friends. Like that's unhealthy. Like that's toxic. Like
2: Did you explain that to her?
1: No, I'm scared of her. (laughs) I did explain a little bit to her, but I'm like, it's it's not healthy and it's not productive to just be like, okay, cool. You're back. So I'm going to stop everything because like, I don't know. Is she my girlfriend? Is she not? Like I was trying to figure out in Mexico. I was like, yo, like, I just can't see you as anything, but like the my person, like my human, like, I don't know how to go about this. I said to her, I was like, just, we have to be patient with each other. Like we have to start as friends and like, try and build those those foundation blocks because we missed that we missed that the first time around we yeah. missed that the second time around we just dived in the deep end and we're like damn i love this person it's super sensitive and like toxic but like at, the point that i was getting at is like it's been a year since it was spoken a lot has changed i've changed she's changed i personally didn't realize how like the stuff that i say and do and like because it's always it's for the past year like i've only had to like care about me and like what's going on yeah. but not about like uh how it makes her feel or whatever so now like that she's back all i asked her was like just please explain it to me so then i can either justify it or i can be like okay cool i'm not gonna do that again and i promise i won't
2: okay would you say right now are you currently in love with anyone
1: of course i am you are yeah i love it a bit
2: you're in in love
1: yes i've always loved her in love with her it was the difference
2: it's completely different i love i love my cat i'm not in love with my cat I don't want to have sex with my cat. I see. I don't want to marry my cat. It's not legal. So I can't. (laughs) Like, I I love people, but like, I'm not in love with them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's still early days. Like,
2: no, take, no, take seats. You said you're in love. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay. Whatever. I'll I'll sit with it. I'll sit with it.
2: Do you see you guys, uh, ever talking again?
1: I hope so. Like, I, 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 I
2: think, I think there's hope, honestly.
1: Yeah, I hope so. But I just think that... Do
2: uh, you hope she listens to this episode, to this podcast? Uh,
1: no way. I doubt she will. I'm <laughs> She's
2: <laughs> my friend. I hope she... Will. <laughs> I mean, I will also just tell her all of it. Obviously, I wouldn't do this podcast unless she said it was okay, so...
1: I thought, I, I thought this was going to be a bloodbath.
2: That's not, like, my thing on my podcast.
1: I, I legit thought I was walking in. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite a bullet.
2: I feel like you got to explain yourself. And first of all, I feel like I got to know you better. I feel like my audience and your audience is going to get to know you better. I feel like things have to do with your family kind of explain a lot. Hey. No, in a way, like I understand I just, it better. Uh,
1: you're a woman beat a Harry.
2: <laughs> No, actually quite the opposite. It seems like you're drawn to people that you want to help. Yeah. Based on your family upbringing. Yeah. So it's probably also explains why you stick around longer and something that may be toxic because you don't know any better. It's kind of your upbringing again.
1: Damn, you should be a therapist.
2: I read a lot about therap- all those books. So, like, that's where it comes from. I, like, love understanding it. I actually want to get a PhD in psychology.
1: Really? How long does that take? Years. Oh, well, then let's so go. So I'm
2: trying to get married first and then quit my job and then just do that. But um, anyway, where can people find you?
1: Uh, on the internet.
2: Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so
1: much. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, your daddy issues. My name's Harry Jazzy. You can find me everywhere, Harry Jazzy,
2: On everything. Yeah,
1: but I hope you guys don't hate me. I am just, just don't want them to find me to give me hate.
2: You came off so likable on this podcast. I promise you. Uh, I I don't have people on my podcast to make them look bad. Okay.
1: Anything else? Going?
2: Um, Harry also has a really fun podcast. Oh, bless you guys him. should definitely check out his podcast. It's called...
1: Tap in, but you'll be on it.
2: Yeah, I'm coming on it. Either it's going to come out. It came out this week. Definitely check out my episode. And I'm going to roast
1: it, I promise.
2: Okay, I can't wait for <laughs> a I'm going to just start crying on your podcast.
1: That would be great.
2: not forget to subscribe to this podcast. Check out this episode that you just had about Francesca. It correlates with my episode that I had last week with uh, Francesca. Sorry, his episode was not with Francesca. It was about Mexico. So you get to hear the boy side, the girl side. And I'm coming on his podcast. So definitely check out that episode. Don't forget to follow Harry and be nice to him. I feel like I really got to know him. I'm definitely a fan of Harry now. And let's pray for an non-toxic relationship between Francesca and Harry. Hope they get back <laughs> together. I hope they go to therapy. Yeah,
1: I actually did. I was like, should we do couples therapy? Is what yeah. I said to her I first. Know. Yeah, I was like, we need it. Like, we need to sit down and someone needs to tell us what we're doing is wrong.
2: Not going to be me.
1: Anyway, thank you guys so much. Anyway,
2: thank you guys so much for listening for another episode of Too Tired To Be Crazy I'm on every Thursday. I'll see you guys next week. Love you baddies. Bye.